Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello, you're listening to Luke's English Podcast, and I'm here with uh, my old friend, Neil. He's not that old, but he, is, he has been a friend of mine for quite a long time. So I am actually surprisingly old, actually. You are surprisingly old, really? Yeah, yeah. How, well, how old is surprisingly old? I'm 34. 34? 34. 34. Not 34, then. No, 34. 34. What's yeah. 34? Similar to 34. Okay. But uh, just another way of slightly pro- lazy pronunciation. So it's a lazy pronunciation of thirty-four. So thirty-four. Thirty-four. Yeah, that's actually the ladies and gentlemen. That's actually known as the glottal stop, and it's uh, something that native English speakers do when they pronounce the T sound in a word. For example, in the word water. Now, someone who spoke with RP would say water, right? But uh, what would you say, Neil? I'd say water. Water. Water, like, like a Cockney. From, well, from actually, the east end of London. Well, I, oh, all right, what, hello, Governor. What a lot of I couldn't, don't know I, couldn't ch- I couldn't chance you for a glass of water, could I? Only I'm thirsty, I am. I'm dying of thirst over here. Is that what you'd say? Oh, you've got, a, got, a, got an ankle for my heels. Got, yeah, oh, I'm absolutely dying of thirst. Anyway, so. Yes, wa- sorry, yes. What would you say, water? I'd, I'd, no, I'd say waters. Wa- water? I fell into my surname now. I would, I would say water. Yeah, your surname you just mentioned, that's because. What is your surname? It's my surname is Waters. Waters. I'd suddenly give that extra pronunciation because it has extra. You're just in I'm my thirty-four, but it's Waters. You know? Yeah, that's right. Because you're sense. in my presence. My my perfect English is rubbing off on you. <laughs> is that fair to say? Um, it's not really fair to say because that that suggests, ladies and gentlemen, that I think my English is better than Neil's. But uh, that, that's that, obviously that not suggests it. that anything can rub off on me. I think that's that's my but issue. That you're I'm worried about things about, yeah. rubbing off. On, okay, I well, don't allow any rubbing off. Don't worry about the only thing that's going to be rubbing off on anyone uh, in this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is hopefully some English language is going to be rubbing off on you. Um, now, with Neil here, he's an old friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. He's definitely English. He speaks um, perfect English, just like any normal native speaker. He, not that he is any normal native speaker. He's a very special person, and you're going to listen to him speaking English. Where are you from, Neil? I'm from Birmingham. Birmingham, right. Okay. Birmingham. So, what, do you have an accent? Yeah, yeah, I do. What's your accent? I've got a Birmingham accent. What's the Well, dif- a bit of a Birmingham accent. A bit of a Birmingham accent. What's the difference between, say, a London accent and a Birmingham accent? Well, both vary... Uh, quite a lot. Let's uh, say, let's say the the way I speak, and the way someone from Birmingham speaks. Well, in many senses, you are someone from Birmingham. I am. I am actually someone from Birmingham. Well, you not anymore, but you are from Birmingham, and you will always be from. Yeah, Birmingham. I lived in Birmingham but, for uh, half, half my life. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I well, I I have a Birmingham accent, whereas you don't. But 
to someone else who was from Birmingham, from the centre of Birmingham, yeah. uh, then they would say that I don't really sound like a true Birmingham. So, okay, basically what we're dealing with here, Neil, is uh, three levels of a Birmingham accent. Now, my, there's my level, and I lived in Birmingham for about 15 years, but I didn't live in Birmingham, I lived sort of 10, 15 miles away from the centre of Birmingham, more like in the countryside. In Warwickshire. In Warwickshire, in the countryside, actually. Um, so, I'm really f- not from Birmingham, but I'm from that area. Um, so, the accent isn't very strong with me. And I also have lived in London for a long time, so I don't really have much of an accent. Sometimes you can hear a little, a, a little bit of Birmingham coming out. It's just a little bit. Neil was kind of in the middle. He, he's got a bit more of a Birmingham accent. So, you might say... Um, like, what would you say that's different? Like, would you say Bath or Bath? Bath. You'd say Bath. bath. Right. Yeah, there, there aren't many people in the Midlands, really, that would say Bath. I think once you go north of London, really, and yeah. a little bit further north, excuse me, most people would say Bath. It's uh, just generally the posh people that would say Bath-like, you know. The posh people. Okay, but so... But then I do find myself saying laugh and not laugh. Laugh and not laugh. Yeah, I think laugh is a different thing because laugh and laugh because there's actually a difference in the way you're pronouncing the L if it's like the way we'd say it in the south laugh you don't have to make such a big L sound for the R laugh but when you're, you're doing the A ah, because your mouth is open in a different way you, when you say laugh your L has to be uh, even more rounded so you go laugh that's true no but laugh this, and this, laugh this, this like is a big that. distinction between speaking like a posh person. Speaking like a posh person like or this. Or speaking like a dead common person. I don't know, I'm speaking exactly the same okay. way when I say both ways. Well, But what I'm trying to say is it's a lot less effort to speak well. It's a lot less effort to say bath than it is to say bath. bath. Okay, well maybe. No, that's not my point. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. But anyway, it's quite... Anyway. It's, the, the, what we're talking about here is the basic difference in pronunciation between someone who's from the south of England and someone from the north. And in the south, there are certain sounds that we make. Then in the north, they, they use a different sound. So with words like bath, grass, laugh, um, fast, right? We'd say those things in, in London here. Laugh, grass, bath, fast. And in the north, or even to somewhere north of, say, the Midlands or north of London, really, um, you get grass, bath, laugh and fast, don't you? You so do indeed. A big, big difference there. And if you take it, take it even further north, you have grass, bath. Do you? Laugh. Well, no. In 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 uh, in the southwest, you have, you you know, in the southwest, you'd sort of say, "I'm going to go and have a bath." Yeah, so you might have a laugh in the bath. I'm going to some go, grass. I'm going to go and get some grass. Go and have a bath, and then you know, have a bit of a laugh. You yeah. know, have a laughy bath. Grass. It sounds like the sort of thing that they would do in Cornwall. Yeah. They probably would take some grass, have a bath, and have a laugh. Um, to be fair, in Cornwall, there's not a lot, a lot other than grass, laughs, and bath, and baths, and and and, and baths, or baths, as it well, may be. Well, or, or, or for that matter, <coughs> laughs and baths. Yeah. Anyway, we, we're confusing the matter here slightly. Um, okay. Right. So basically, yeah, Neil yeah, has got a yeah. bit of a Birmingham accent, but it's not very strong. Now, what we're going to do in this podcast we're not just going to sit here talking nonsense no we're actually going to teach you something we're going to teach you 11 phrasal verbs now recently I went to the bookshop didn't I Neil 
Yes, you did. And in that bookshop, we found quite an interesting book on phrasal verbs. That's right. And I purchased this book about phrasal verbs, ladies and gentlemen. And it's an extremely useful dictionary, which I think uh, would be useful to just about anyone. That's Uh, right. And it's called the Cambridge Phrasal Verbs Dictionary. Cambridge. That's right. From Cambridge, ladies and gentlemen. And um, it's basically a dictionary of phrasal verbs. And so what I've done is I've opened the dictionary at page one... Right, and uh, I've written down some of the phrasal verbs. So I've got page one and page two, and I've picked out eleven phrasal verbs, and they all begin with the letter A. A, 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 A. That's right, the letter A, ladies and gentlemen, because it's the first letter of the alphabet. So it's the first page of the dictionary, first letter of the alphabet. Eleven phrasal verbs that all begin with A. And what Neil and me are going to do, what Neil and I, sorry, are going to do, is um, we're going to just have a conversation and we're going to use these 11 phrasal verbs. And what you have to do is just try and spot the phrasal verbs. 11, they all begin with A. Okay? At the end, I'll give you a list and I'll explain what those phrasal verbs mean so you can learn them, take them away and use them for yourselves. So, let's have this conversation, Neil. <laughs> let's, have, let's have this conversation, shall we? Okay. Right, so right. Let, let's just I'll be stop, more... I'll stop the... No, no, Brum, no Birmingham accents. Yeah. So, uh, just, uh, so what we're aiming to do is basically get through these verbs. What you mean? What we're aiming at? Is Sorry, what, uh, what we're aiming at is to basically get through this list of verbs okay. in a fairly casual conversation. Okay. Just kind of acting them out. Right. We're just going to go through. We're going to act them out. Just yeah. kind of speaking the verbs in a casual way. Yeah. In a okay. conversation. All right. What, what do you think we're going to do? What What is this podcast going to amount to, Neil? What's it really going to amount to? Um, I think it's going to allow for a lot of examples yeah. of these verbs in a general conversational setting yeah. and just make them seem quite natural to the so, listener. So basically these, these are for those learners of English who are really aching for some, some great bits of vocabulary which they can take away and then use in, in their lives. You know, I think it, and phrasal verbs really kind of account for quite a large section of what our students are, are trying to learn. That's right, right, right. And I think all these verbs and all the knowledge that they take from these podcasts will eventually add up to a whole group of knowledge which is going to help them, you know, really fit in with uh, general citizens in London. That's right. Now, I really agree with you, Neil, there, because I think this is going to be a great opportunity uh, for, for um, you know, people to just learn some English, you know. And if you actually add up all of the, the, the bits of language that I've used in previous podcasts, you'll notice that um, it really does kind of combine to, to create quite an English package. That's right, yeah. And I think we're going to allude to a whole host of uh, settings and, and environments. And, 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 and we, we're certainly going I mean, what I was planning on doing is alluding to maybe some of the great extra content that you can expect That's to hear true. from That's Luke's true, English yeah. podcast in the future. I'm just alluding to that. I'm not going to tell you too much about it. So anyway, Neil, um, you know it's been great. Thanks, thanks for having you a guest on as a guest on the show. You didn't, you didn't act up too much. Hey. Um, but it was, it was great to have you here. So thanks very much. And that's it. We've covered the eleven phrasal verbs, all beginning with a. I think we did it quite well. Did you spot them? Did you spot them? So let's see. I'm going to list those phrasal verbs for you now, and I'm going to do it in in the right order, in the same order that we actually spoke them in. Here they are. So I've got the list here. Um, 
and actually, if you listen to the uh, if you listen to our conversation there, you will have counted actually ten um, phrasal verbs beginning with a. That's because at the beginning, Neil said an extra one that wasn't on the list. That was aim to do. Is what we're gonna what we're gonna aim to do, right? So here's the list anyway. And it's actually twelve. First one is aim to do to aim to do something. Two is to aim at something. Like what we're aiming at is. Uh, number three is um, to act out. We're, you know, we're going to just act things out. We're going to act out some phrasal verbs for you. Uh, number four is... Um, where is number four? Right here it is. To amount to something. What's this podcast going to amount to? Right? Um, number five is to allow for. We're going to allow for some um, sort of learning of different expressions right in this podcast number six ache for what learners of english are really aching for is luke's english podcast uh number seven uh was account for right to account for something number eight uh was to add up to it's really going to add up to something number nine was agree with i agree with you number 10 is to add up to add up all of the figures, add up all the numbers. Eleven is allude to. What we're alluding to is, or I just want to allude to that. And number twelve was to act up. You didn't act up too much. Right? So those are all of the phrasal verbs. And now I'm going to try and just give you some explanations about them. Right? To, to help you understand what they mean. First of all, to aim to do something. Well, actually, that, um, that wasn't from the list. So... Um, Aim to do something means that's your objective. Your objective is to do something. So, you know, you might say, I'm aiming to improve my English. means my objective is to improve my English, right? So that's the first one. Second one is to aim at. And it's the same thing, really. It means what, we, what we're trying to do, what we're aiming at, is a really useful podcast for learners of English. That's what we're aiming at, right? Third one was, uh, where is it? Uh, act out, right? So... Act out means to perform the actions and speech of a situation or story. So, for example, the children were told to act out a verse of their favourite poem, right? So it just means to kind of demonstrate them, to perform them, right? Uh, next was um, four, amount to. Um, let's see. Now, I've actually got the dictionary here. To, uh, to amount, I'm cheating. To amount to is to become a particular amount, right? As it says here, the cost of treating heart disease and counts... And I'll start again. The cost of treating heart disease and cancer amounts to $100 billion a year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Apparently it all amounts to... So the total sum is uh, $100 billion, so it amounts to $100 billion. Shocking facts. Yeah. Uh, it is a shocking fact. So that was amount to. Next is number five, to allow for. And that means to consider or include something when you're making plans or judging a situation. For example, the whole journey should take just over five hours. That's allowing for delays. Or even allowing for exaggeration. These reports of human suffering are an appalling tale. For example, right? Um... That's, um, what was that? That was uh, allow for, allow for, yeah. So, next, I think, is number six. 
Oh, that's a good one, isn't it, Neil? Oh, we like aching. We like that. Aching we like. I, I like my fans to be aching for this podcast. I wanted to have ache for. I, ha- I took I ache for. I used ache for. To ache for that means to want something, or to want someone very much. Right. Okay. He lay awake, his whole body aching for sleep. It's quite sort of emphatic language, isn't it? I wouldn't say that though, Neil. I wouldn't no. say, oh, you know what, Neil? I was so tired yesterday. I lay in bed and my whole body was aching for sleep. I don't no, think I would no, say no, that. No, no, no. I would ache because my body actually physically aches. Um, I would never use the expression I ache for. I, you. I, I ache for a cup of tea. It's a bit sort of. No. Bit, it's, it's a little bit kind of Duncan. It is a bit Mr. Duncan, yeah. Um, so, okay. So it's an ache for. Next, uh, number seven, and that's uh, to account for, account for, which is a nice expression. And to account for means to explain the reason for something or the cause of something. For example, can you account for your absence last Friday? Or she was unable to account for over $5,000, which means she could not explain where the money was. So she couldn't account for it. She couldn't explain it. Right? I didn't believe a word. Oh, I didn't believe it either. No, I didn't. Next is add up to. Uh, you know, what does it add up to? So this means to become a particular amount. The various building programs add up to several thousand new homes. Is it is interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, so it just means to become a particular amount. That's add up to. And to add up, which I think was number 10. So number 9... We've got agree with. We all know what agree with is, of course. I'm sure everyone knows that. I agree with you that everyone would know what that means. Exactly, yeah. It means if new situations or conditions... Whoa. This is interesting. That's slightly old-fashioned. Agree... No, that's that's not what it means. Agree with just means to have the same opinion, right? You agree with someone, you have the same opinion. For example, I agree with you. I think that uh, the Conservative Party were... um, just the right people to get the job, and I think that uh, David Cameron is doing an exceptional job, and I agree with 99% of what he has to say. There's just 1% that I think is absolute nonsense, but 99% of it I completely agree with. Yes, yes. Or, a little bit more simply, I agree with you that cheese is nicer than ham. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. So as opposed to ham being nicer than cheese. Which is not the case. Which cheese. I, which I disagree with. Right, okay. Very good. Now next is number 10, that's add up. Ooh, add up. Now that sounds similar to add up to. And you'd be right, because it is virtually the same thing. To add up means to calculate or total. Sorry, calculate the total of two or more numbers. If you add up uh, those four figures, it comes to over £500. Right, so just to add up, uh, calculate the total of two numbers. Um, Not right. necessarily numbers. Could be, yeah, it doesn't have to could, be numbers. Could, could be things. Yeah, yeah. yeah add up a, 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 yeah, a number yeah. of facts. Yeah, the facts just don't add up, Neil. Yeah, yeah. They, sometimes they do, though. Yeah, you find that in a murder investigation, the, the cop would they, say, I think that Neil Waters is our prime suspect. The facts just don't add up. Well, the facts do add up. Calculate yeah. them. Right, OK. So if you, if you say that the facts don't add up, it means they don't make sense. 
right? Basically, well, there's some something wrong. The facts don't quite make sense. Uh, number eleven was allude to, to allude to, and that's to mention something or someone in an indirect way. So she mentioned some trouble that she'd had at home, and I guessed she was alluding to her son, right? Or so what is the dark secret alluded to in the title of Wellbrock's latest novel? sounds kind of spooky if you allude to something you just mention it but you don't say it directly um, it's quite commonly used it's like did she say anything about the wedding well you know she kind of alluded to it you know so you would say that I reckon uh, and then finally number 12 we had act up and if someone acts up it means they kind of misbehave right um, so usually a child if a child misbehaves or does something bad they act up. And, and I'm sure you'll agree that during this podcast, Neil didn't really act up too much. Oh, I thought I was very well behaved. He, he was very well behaved in a Birmingham accent. <laughs> um, right, so that's it. Um, there, there is one thing about the Birmingham accent that um, I always realise whenever I travel to Birmingham on the train, oh. I go on the Chiltern line, mm-hmm. right? And half the journey, you've got a, Lon- uh, a driver from London, and yeah. the other half, you've got a driver from Birmingham. And the driver from London goes, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chilton Line, which is the Chilton Line service, which is running from here, London Marleybone Station, to Birmingham Snow Hill, calling at a few stations, right? And then you get to about Leamington Spa, which is on the edge of Birmingham, and they change the driver, and you get a driver from Birmingham, and he says, uh, Good afternoon, everybody, welcome aboard the Chilton Line train. Uh, this is a Chilton Line service. Uh, to Birmingham Snow Hill calling at Dorridge, Whitney Manor Sowley Hull and Birmingham Snow Hill right? <laughs> so you don't get it's not Birmingham Snow Hill but Birmingham Snow Hill so we're going to get the train and then we're going to get up we're going to get off the train at Birmingham Snow Hill it's great it's absolutely brilliant station so that's your Birmingham accent. Yeah. Okay. That's the Birmingham. end of that's the end of this uh, podcast. Thanks, thanks, Neil. Thanks for coming. Is there's Birmingham football Birmingham. Birmingham football fan? Thanks for you to listen. <laughs> thanks to you for listening. It's been it's been a great podcast. I'm I'm sure you've enjoyed it very much. That's all for now. Bye bye bye. bye. Thanks for listening. Remember, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Audioboo, I'm on iTunes, I'm on YouTube, I'm on everything. Check it out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project 
possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.